It's a Wednesday, and that means we visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We're brought to you by Mark Milton, currently sideways with the IRS. Years of unfiled tax returns keeping you up at night. Facing tax liens, bank levies, wage garnishments, make sure you contact the Milton Law Group. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. That's visit uh, stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember the choice of a lawyer. An important decision should not be based solely on advertisements. And we're also brought to you by Rottler Pest Solutions. Rottler Pest Control, the most trusted family-owned pest control company in the region. Rottler.com, 877-768-8537. Mosquito Solutions, Termite Solutions, Rodent Solutions, Wildlife Solutions. Think Rottler Pest Solutions. Let's bring in Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. And uh, as always, Brian, on these Wednesdays, love to have the chance to visit with you, talk a little Cardinals baseball. And it's a busy day uh, if you're the St. Louis Cardinals with some of the coaching changes coming up. And uh, first of all, as always, good afternoon. How you doing? Good afternoon, Dan. Yeah, I think it was better for us this week to wait till the afternoon, given all the news that's coming out today. Absolutely. Did it surprise you all the different moves and changes that are forthcoming for the Cardinals? Well, I think Adam Wainwright's return was sort of signaled based on his comments uh, that he made over social media in the last couple of weeks about him pinpointing his physical problem. And, uh, you know, it'll be... Uh, tough to see him continue on without uh, Yadier Molina to throw to. And, of course, Ad, uh, Albert Pujols also retired. But, you know, that gives the Cardinals some more certainty for their rotation for next year. Uh, it makes one wonder about whether Quintana is going to be returned or, you know, how where the Cardinals go to get some more pitching depth. Because on the surface, all five rotation spots are filled. But as we've seen every year, injuries happen. Do you see a starter that is ready to make that jump uh, and be a big league let's say starter, certainly, in the minors, but somebody that may be starting right now that is on the cusp, whether it's Graceffo, Tinkens, McGreevy, whomever. Is there anybody that, that jumps out for you? Well, I thought Matthew Libertor was going to be that guy. And uh, for whatever reason, I mean, he was an all-star, had an ERA in the threes a year ago, and looked like he was ready. But when he got his shots with St. Louis, you know, he hadn't really stepped up yet. Uh, Gordon Graceffo, our pitcher of the year across the Cardinals minor league system, uh, had a tremendous season. But we're talking about a guy who's, you know, not even a year and a half uh, out of college. And so, you know, to expect him to come up from double-A and uh, be a major league starter next year is probably not realistic. Um, certainly Tink Hens is maybe the most exciting pitcher in the system, but he's a guy who's pitched in high A and has never thrown more than four innings in a game. And so, you know, Tink Hens is several years out. Um, so, and McGreevy had a nice year, uh, you know, right alongside, uh, Graceffo, a, a step, a slight step down in terms of performance, but McGreevy had a good year, but those guys are going to need at least another year, uh, in, in the pipeline. So, you know, the immediate help in Memphis, Probably the guy that is closest that we haven't talked about at all is Freddie Pacheco, who's a reliever, has been on the 40-man roster, moved up from Springfield to Memphis this year, and uh, is a very, very good strikeout pitcher, uh, doesn't walk too many guys, uh, and has good velocity. And he's the kind of guy that I think Freddie Pacheco, who could um, you know, be a guy who might be the, the guy who comes from nowhere to make the team you know, out of the blue. And, of course, a lot depends. A lot of, lot's going to happen between now and the end of March. But now, uh, Pacheco's a guy to watch. You know, it's interesting, Brian, that you've been covering minor league baseball and the Cardinals for a number of years. Do you ever sit there and say, man, that minor leaguer, Skip Schumacher, might be a good manager one of these days? Does that ever cross your mind when you're watching some of these players? 
Well, I really, not in the minor leagues, but when Skip was at the major league level, you know, I could see him in the clubhouse and I could see him interact with guys. And, you know, there are guys who, who play cards and, you know, who, who, you know, chill, take it easy. And I'm not saying Skip is all work all the time, but Skip, very serious guy, very thoughtful guy, uh, not a guy that wasted a lot of time. He spent a lot of time, uh, you know, focusing on getting better. And, you know, a lot of times, Dan, and I think you'd agree with this, uh, the guys who make the best coaches, the former players, are the guys who had to fight and had to work really hard, not 100%. the guys who necessarily had, you know, the boatloads of talent. That's and Skip right. is one of those guys who, you know, we saw he not only made himself into a, a starting major league center fielder, but when the Cardinals said, hey, go learn second base, he didn't complain. He just took it and did it. Yeah, I also think catchers make good managers because they're into the game so much and bench players because – they have to be paying attention so closely to the game. And those that shift around at different positions are bench players and understanding how to play the outfield, the infield, maybe be an emergency catcher, whatever. But they're into the game from the get-go. And a lot of times, bench players are near the manager or the bench coach. And they can go and talk to those guys and say, why are you doing this? Or what are you thinking here? Why, what, what's the situation? So I, I think there is something to that. Yeah, and you talk about guys around the manager. Certainly this next year, there are going to be a whole new set of players uh, whispering into Oliver Marmol's <laughs> ear uh, on the coaching staff of the St. Louis Cardinals. Do you see anybody from the minors making a jump to Ollie's staff? Anybody come to mind? Well, you know, John Mozalak said today that he will look at both internal and external uh, candidates. Certainly on the hitting side, uh, the surprise move probably is Jeff Albert leaving, uh, was offered a new contract but declined, and uh, his – uh, the minor league hitting coordinator, Russ Steinhorn, who's done a very good job carrying out the strategy, the hitting strategies that Albert put in place across the system, uh, certainly is a guy who will, will, should get a look and probably will get a look. Uh, but they also could look at someone from the outside. In the case of Mike Maddox, you know, he's over 60 year old now. He's been a pitching coach for 20 consecutive years in the major leagues. Um, and so, you know, he's a guy who's at the point in his life where he wants to step back and, you know, he could stay in some kind of an advisory role, sort of like what Dave Duncan did when he retired uh, with Arizona. But that's undecided at this time. So certainly the Jeff Albert move was the most surpri more surprising of the two uh, major moves today. Also, Brian Eversgird, no longer uh, out in the bullpen for the Cardinals. And I know you covered him for a number of years in the minors. Yeah, Brian Eversgird was a pitcher that first joined the Cardinals in 1989, an undrafted guy. And again, another guy who, you know, was was just another minor leaguer, you thought, but he worked and worked, made the major leagues, and uh, was a su successful minor league pitching coach, and he's going to uh, be some type of a special assistant for uh, the Cardinals. So there'll be both a new pitching coach and uh, a new uh, bullpen coach. Um, other guys that are you know, going to stay around, assisting hitting, assistant hitting coach Turner Ward uh, appears to be staying. And then there's a couple of guys who work behind the scenes, Dusty Blake, who's a pitching strategist, and Packy Elkins, a former minor league player who's the run production coach, are guys that are involved in the pitching and the offense uh, respectively. So they're guys that could be involved in some type of a mix if the Cardinals decide to go that way. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it could be very interesting on how that all uh, unfolds for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I, um, I'm also curious about, for fans that don't know, and again, I always say this, get your subscription to thecardinalnation.com, but you had the, your comeback player of the year this past week. You had the manager of the year, some other awards that went out, so uh, maybe shed a little light on that. Yeah, Gary Kendall, um, interesting guy. He was a manager of 
Low A Palm Beach. Uh, had been in the uh, Orioles system for several decades, became available, and the Cardinals snatched him up. And that you know that Palm Beach club is in a very interesting. Uh, juncture in the organization because it's now with the elimination of of two levels in between that and the the Florida Complex League. Palm Beach is really the first place where these players get off the backfields and play, you know, in the big boy stadiums and the big games. And it's a challenge to manage at that level. Um, and then the Palm Beach Club this year, last year I should say, historically difficult. You know, one less than a third of their games, one of the, the poorest performances by a minor league team in the system for a long time. Gary Kendall came in, and he certainly didn't do it alone, but um, established a, a culture in which in the second half, the Palm Beach Cardinals actually won their division. And they had an influx of players from the draft. Uh, the position play, All the position players that were taken in the draft started at Palm Beach, but all the pitchers, and that was really the, uh, you know, the, the, the high-profile guys in the Cardinals draft class, uh, none of them were, were deemed ready because of their uh, long seasons that they pitched already. So uh, Gary Kendall's our manager of the year, did a real nice job at Palm Beach. Our uh, comeback player of the year is a guy that a lot of folks haven't heard about uh, because he's 28 years old, he's been around, the Cardinals got him from independent ball, but from June on, Clint Coulter, who is a outfielder slash catcher, had a higher offensive output than Moises Gomez, than Alec Burleson, so uh, of Juan Yepes. So Clint Coulter was a guy that really came on in the second half when all those guys got called up to St. Louis. And, uh, you know, 20 years old, as I said, the Cardinals um, acquired him from independent ball in early 2021 and was a real nice um, unsung hero for the Memphis Redbirds this last season. That's interesting. I, I love those kind of stories, and you wonder if he's going to get a crack at uh, the major leagues. If you keep putting up numbers, it's hard to keep people down, isn't it? That's right, and we, you know, we've saw that with some of the players, like a, like a James Neal, for example, who, sure. you know, toiled in the minor leagues for close to a decade, and you know, the right combination of circumstances occurred, certainly powered by his own results, you know, gave him a chance to uh, perform in St. Louis. So that's why a lot of these guys are, you know, continuing to play to hope to get that chance to make their major league debut. I want to ask you too, as we wrap it up with Brian Walton of the CardinalNation.com, Arizona Fall League and. Cardinals are well represented. How about this past week, and how did it uh, fare for those players? Well, I think the the headline player this week, and we spent a lot of time talking about Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn and Tank Hens for good reason, but uh, left-hander Connor Thomas has been one of the best pitchers in the Fall League this year, and he was named the Pitcher of the Week for last week in the Fall League. He had a 10-strikeout game in just four innings. So we're talking about 10 of 12 outs occurred during the strikeout. And Connor Thomas, that's something that hasn't been done in the Fall League uh, since at least 2014. So it's a, it's a big honor, a big uh, um, performance. And uh, Connor Thomas has an ERA right around one and a half, uh, 24 strikeouts against four walks in just 17 and two-thirds innings. So it's a small sample size, but I think for Connor Thomas, the left-hander, he was a guy that I thought was going to probably make his appearance uh, debut with St. Louis in 2022, but he kind of struggled in the Memphis rotation. And word is that he's working on a cutter that's allowed him to um, expand his mix and increase his, his effectiveness. And I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Connor Thomas and the, uh, the other Cardinals in the Fall League when I get down there uh, a week from today. Looking forward to that. Also, let's uh, let people know what's happening at thecardinalnation.com. 
Well, we've continued to announce all of our players of the year. They're all available. You can see their names, and uh, some of the articles are free. Some are for subscribers. I guarantee you that if you subscribe, you will not be disappointed. Now we've moved off into a view of the entire system for the year where we're looking at the various statistical leaders in a number of categories, both on the pitching and the hitting side, uh, and that'll that'll finish our uh, wrap-ups for 2022. And then um, after the fall league, by the time the fall league ends, we'll start rolling out our new prospect list for 2023. Always look forward to our visits as well, Brian, and uh, we'll catch you up next Wednesday. Now, is it Wednesday you'll be in Arizona or the following day, or is it Wednesday a travel day? I get in Tuesday night, so Tuesday Wednesday night. will be the first day I'll be on the field. Awesome. Looking forward to uh, getting an update and boots on the ground out there. Thanks, Brian, for what you do, and we'll catch you up next week. So long, Dan.